0: Hi, it's Claire from Maker Brew. I'm Becky from Unimax Solutions. And we are delighted to introduce ourselves today because we're working together on this podcast. What's it called? Marmalade Pod. Mmm. And what's it
1: about? It's to help your brand stick and your customers stick around. Fantastic. I'm so excited about working with you on this. And me too. It's nice to have a, a collaboration project
0: finally that we can get really stuck into. Definitely, and we've both got similar look, outlook and about putting customers first and helping people build their business and through the journeys and strategies and different plans.
1: A hundred percent. I think it, it was really interesting when we first met, and we'll get into the story in a minute, but it was really interesting how much our businesses and our ethos when it came to customers really
0: aligned so it's nice to uh, finally get a project off the ground. Definitely, something that's, uh, we've, we've both worked for each other and we're customers of each other and it's, this is all about how we can bring our expert knowledge together to go through dis- different aspects of the customer journey and branding and all these different intricacies to uh, have some interesting conversations and there'll be some guests on from time to time in different areas I think one of the
1: things that's a big focus for both of us that's going to translate throughout this podcast and probably every episode that we do is how important it is to have the customer at the heart of everything that you do in business because without customers we don't even have a business so it's
0: so important to keep them in mind all of the time. Definitely Um, it's it's become a, a trend as well I know you you shouldn't focus and build your business entirely around trends but it's at the moment the customers are in the driving seat of any business and indeed brand because there's that much information out there and at hand, online, reviews, testimony, case studies and there's so much choice. I think the, the internet's opened the world up to customers and put them in the driving seat.
1: I think the more it happens as well as the internet grows and it's it's not going anywhere the more people put information online and share that the customer is going to become more and more important in a world where we can quickly move from one supplier to another at the click of a button we really need to make sure that we're standing out as businesses and delivering as much as we can to really hold the customer's attention and give them the best experience possible
0: definitely i think we all we all it stands out we have so many conversations when we have a bad customer experience like right? when you've been kept waiting on a phone call or you've had to go to five web pages to find a customer number i think the small businesses like you and i are it's a lot easier to be more attentive to customers but the processes and the strategies and the things that you can do to enhance those experiences are the same no matter what size your business is, it's just a case of scale, would you say? Yeah,
1: 100%. I think the key word there is the strategy. If you haven't got a strategy in place, or that strategy doesn't include your customers, you're missing out on a huge opportunity. Um, And I think that strategizing everything from brand to customer journey to customer excellence and everything in between, is what makes people really stand out in their industry at the
0: moment with so much competition. Definitely, I'd, I'd say that the customer experience and the service and the delivery of your, what it is you do, how your products are packaged, for example, if it's a product-based business, what your shop looks like if you've got a bricks-and-mortar business, it can really make you stand out from the crowd. We all know, for example, if you, if you go into an Apple shop Or you go to Apple online you get the same experience on and and offline. I think smaller businesses obviously we've we've not got the budgets of companies like Apple and things like that but if you can make your experience consistent and customer focused and helpful then the experience is going to be fantastic for the customer, make more fans, make them more loyal, keep them coming back to you and also help you run your business a lot more smoothly. You can automate a lot of things in how you treat customers
1: yeah definitely and, and automation now is a really powerful tool you can use it across email campaigns through to crm systems erp systems and everything in between and i think what's really important is making sure that although you've got those automations in place you've equally got the customer element so you should never completely take away the human interaction because people buy from people as we know that's that's what drives people to do business with us but you should definitely be looking at making your life easier in business and automating what you can to
0: enhance the experience for them and you definitely so you touched on a couple of acronyms there yes so crm and erp lots of people might get under, mis- put my teeth in lots of people might get confused as to what they mean and what the difference is between them
1: So, the main difference is when you're looking at an ERP system, you're looking at something that tracks the management of things. So, it's often used in manufacturing. So, it'll look at when you bring in the products and how they go through the manufacturing process and how they're kind of finished at the plant at the other end and then go for dispatch. Whereas a CRM system or a customer relationship management system is more looking at the customer relationship and the interactions that you have. So sometimes these tools are used together, sometimes they're completely independent. Um, There are hundreds of acronyms when it comes to systems and I'm sure we will be going through them all independently. So as we get through different episodes, I will ensure that we explain them as we go. I think we can
0: definitely, we could probably do a, a, a full episode on acronyms in CRM and branding and digital marketing and all those kinds of things. Yeah, We might even choose one acronym and focus a whole episode on it, but we, we don't want to bore you. It's about um, helping you understand things and build your business and make things better for you. But we like to have a bit of fun as well. We've already had two cups of tea this morning while we were getting ready to record this for you.
1: And a few sneaky biscuits. And some sneaky
0: biscuits as well, <laughs> definitely. When It's uh, probably why we call it Marmalade, because we um, we wanted something fun. We wanted it to be a one-word something a bit catchy and certain words that are of a a sticky nature are copyright protected so you can't use them for other things and in our little brainstorm we just popped up with marmalade and we both went hmm we like that so it does what it says on the tin it's marmalade it's sticky it can be in different flavors because all customers are different that's all businesses are different that's very
1: true and I think marmalade's fun
0: I think so. Well, Paddington liked it. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think I'd like a marmalade sandwich personally, but...
1: I've not tried one since I was a kid, so oh. maybe,
0: maybe I'll bring some to the next recording. Maybe. Treat, treat time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's about helping you get processes and understand what options are out there and how you can do things that are going to help build your brand and make that brand stick in the minds of your customers So that they stick around so that's where it it ties in so now you understand why we called it marmalade. So
1: Claire, do you think it's about time we tell them how we met and how we've ended up working together?
0: Yeah, why not?
1: So I'll I'll let Claire tell you the story but we've met at multiple events Mm -hmm. over probably the last three years maybe a little bit longer yes yeah, something like that um bumping into each other at various networking events and um, exhibitions and for me definitely there's a you come across some people in business that you just know you're meant to work with but you're not quite sure how where the fit's going to be yet and I think that definitely happened with us I think so yeah I think
0: the first time we met I, I can't remember whether we briefly said hello at a large networking event but I can certainly remember a workshop type event that was done at the Barnsley Business and Innovation mm-hmm. Centre, BBIC as it's locally called, and you sat next to me and we had a bit of a chit chat and worked through some exercises in during that uh, workshop or masterclass that we were doing. Yeah. So I can't remember if that was the first time that we properly interacted or whether we'd had a conversation at a networking meeting, because they were around about the same time, I think. They were. So that was definitely the first, what I'd say, official
1: interaction that we had. But what was really interesting was, after that event, about two weeks later, we were actually situated next to each other at an exhibition over in Sheffield. <laughs>
0: yeah, we had side by side stands. Didn't we, we did.
1: We did, and. It, it was a great exhibition um, and it was actually a, a couple of weeks before the dreaded lockdowns began um, and I remember you had some really amazing kind of branded um, trifled literature that I was kind of just looking at going I need something like this but I'm not sure where it's going to fit in my business and I'm not sure what the messaging needs to be. And I think that was the the first time we'd gone from kind of an, an initial brainstorm to actually discussing each other's businesses in depth.
0: And yeah, we were talking about direction and what we're doing and kind of things. It's 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 quite easy to get into conversations like that when you stood next to somebody on a on a stand at a business exhibition because yes. you you stood for a long time. Um. I, yeah, I think it was initially the the project you were thinking about working on was doing some sort of piece of literature brochure leaflet whatever you might call it yeah because um, I think then the lockdown mm-hmm. things happened and I remember doing something that I used to do very ad hoc and now I've worked with Becky on different levels I now do follow-ups a little bit more organized and it helps me keep on top of things but I think I reached out to Becky and sent an email that just said are you thinking about doing your leaflet still when might you want to do it But because of lockdown and furlough and things, you were in a different position then. Yes.
1: So I, as part of everything that was happening, I actually took over as managing director of the business. Um, Kind of officially just before all the lockdown happened, but really got into my role during, during the first few months. Which was great timing on our part from a planning perspective, Um, but turned out really, really well. And we kind of came back to work as normal, and things started progressing. And we changed what we were doing, so we changed from just a systems business to doing a lot more customer journey stuff, and that meant that we didn't just need a leaflet but we needed a whole rebrand and for me it was a no-brainer that you, we needed to get together and,
0: and work on that project. Yeah, you, um, you brought a lot of experience that you'd had in other roles and jobs into this role and building on the business model that Unimax had always been because you've been, t- is it 20, 20 odd?
1: 25 years. 25 years,
0: mm. amazing. Also a good time to rebrand if you're thinking about it, if you've got a business birthday coming up. You need to celebrate it in some way. It doesn't necessarily mean a rebrand or a brand refresh. You could mark it with an identity of its own. But you were taking the business into a, a different direction by integrating the processes and the way that the business has always run and putting that as part of a service that was fronted by a lot of the things that you're experiencing, which is the customer journey and the strategy and the education side of things because you've delivered loads of training things.
1: Training, customer service, straight out of kind of the college years I went into customer experience and customer service for multiple different companies in kind of the call center world and i learned a lot about what big organizations were doing Mm -hmm. and why they were doing it there was a lot of customer centricity um, and a lot of workshops around why the customer was king at that time or queen you know let's let's not Um, and i went from there to deliver training i delivered sales training customer service training all sorts, a bit of fire marshal training, a little bit of everything. Um, and when I came out of the, the training world, I ended up doing a couple of sales um, area manager jobs. And that really made me look at the way that sales were approached in different industries and how that could be improved. So I did a bit of improvement work there. Um, and then I went on to a couple of business project transformation roles. Um, And I just really enjoy helping people create an amazing customer journey I think there's, there's a lot of opportunities to improve and systemize and process and we can often be quite close to it I know that was you know some something you said when we looked at your customer journey and What's really nice is having that outside perspective not only gives you a very clear understanding of the process You've currently got in place and things you can change and adapt but you can also look at what's happening on a wider perspective. So it, it it's something I've always loved doing and it's something that we've we've done from a CRM perspective for years. So it seemed complete sense to to split it out to a new service, which is kind of where we got the the six week
0: programme we run now. Mm. I think it's a fantastic programme, having having gone through it myself. As a as a business owner or a leadership team within a in a larger organisation you're very often too close to things and having that expert come in that's not afraid to say something and give you true honesty and poke the awkward questions and and get you to really have a, an inward look but also an outward look because mm-hmm. it's all about putting the customer first at the end of the day but you've got to put the customer first in a sense that aligns with your business and how it runs you can't just put the customer first and not have anything to back it up because that's, it's not sustainable, Uh, it's kind of false, and I think that's a lot of things that, from the branding point of view, authenticity is a big thing, and if you're not doing something that's natural to you and your business, uh, and something you can do consistently, it will fall down as well, so you can do a strategy and a plan of how you want to do it, but if it's an ideal, and not actually true, true to you and yourself, then that's where it can fall down, because you can't sustain something that's not natural to you.
1: Yeah, I think authenticity is a really important word when you're looking at branding and when you're looking at strategy of any kind. Mm -hmm. There's no point trying to be someone else. There's only one version of you and you are amazing at being you and that should be celebrated and used. In a, in a way that enhances whatever it is you're doing in business there's you know there's a lot of talk at the moment about people feeling like they've got imposter syndrome and they're not good enough for what they're doing or it should be somebody else and, and actually you know I'm, I'm a big advocate of you know you need to be your own biggest fan and, and be your authentic self because that's what people buy into that's why people want to work with you
0: yeah I think. It customers can tell you can see when somebody's being false like we've all been into certain department stores and you get asked if somebody can help you and, and you know they've been on stood on the feet for four hours and they can't really be bothered and they don't really want to help you um so just to, just to illustrate that point but um I, there's definitely which again wrapping this up mm-hmm. and coming round the way that our businesses interact in the way that we're customer focused in the way that brand being very customer focused and customer journey being an integral part of how business are run and marketed because you you need to think about at which points your customers are going to learn about you know about you where they're going to do their research how are they going to communicate with you how are you going to communicate back to them what's the what's the process of that cuz there's a process within everything mm-hmm. but it's got to be natural and it's got to be authentic to you and like we mentioned at the beginning the way that you do it is what can make you differentiate and stand out Uh, some of the clients i work with we work on differentiation and what things can make them stand out and also positioning so that we're positioning their true self and their service and the the way that they work to an audience that they know can help but it's got to appeal to them it's got to be a different messaging or presented in a certain way to make customer actually see that it's for them so it's about take different sides of a dice you're getting a different perspective so it might be the same offer delivered in the same way and you might have got everything in a plan and consistency and systems to help you do that but each of your customer sets are different and they will see a different perspective so you just need to accommodate for all of those
1: yeah definitely and I think one of the things that will come from these podcast recordings is there should be a lot of people that this allows a different perspective to mm-hmm. um, and allows them to look at things within their business slightly differently or with new eyes.
0: Yeah, because quite right often you'll go to a meeting or you'll have a conversation or maybe you're in a meeting and you overhear somebody else's conversation and it makes you think about something that you've not thought about before or a different way of doing things um so hopefully we'll bring some insight to uh, our listeners we'll give you some education and I'm sure there'll be a little bit of entertainment along the way because by all means this is not going to be polished it is naturally Becky and I um there might be uh, phones ringing occasionally or the dog might bark or something like that but that's all part of life and it's part of business and it makes us what we are
1: very true very true I think If the last couple of years has taught us anything, it's that that realism is
0: is quite important. Definitely. So we hope you've enjoyed the why behind we are doing this podcast. And the next episode is going to be talking to you a little bit more about strategy and planning. So we'll hopefully catch you then. See you soon. Bye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the latest edition of Marmalade Pod. Today, we're talking about videos, video-based content, videos for your business, basically your videos anywhere you can use them to help you promote and market your business and brand. Yes. Do you use video a lot, Claire? I have done in the past, I do a weekly vlog, but I've been working on uh, reformatting them over the last couple of months. I've been really busy and got out of the habit of doing them and i want to bring them back this month in a a new way so they've kind of got a little bit of a reinvention i suppose it's a bit of an excuse really because i haven't been doing them um but yeah a vlog about between minute and three minutes talking about different subjects i don't mind being in front of the camera so it's usually me um How that's benefited my business over the last couple of years I've been doing them is people feel like they know me, yeah. uh, they know my mannerisms, the the way that I speak, that my tone of voice, kind of thing, what I sound like, what I look like. Uh, obviously, it's on your screen, so when they see me, if you've never met me before, I am five foot ten, so I am quite tall, and some people are surprised by that. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good way to build up that no like and trust that we've talked about before, because people get to see you. Yeah. However. If you don't want to be in front of the camera, there are lots of ways you can do videos and make video content without being in front of the camera.
2: Yeah, and just while you were talking there, I've written down that next um, from next month, I'm going to start doing my blogs into vlogs. Because I've done loads of blogs, but I don't ever vlog them or video talking about them. And really, I suppose at the end of every blog, I could have the option or at the beginning of every blog if you don't want to read it, listen to it. Watch it, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> listen or watch it, yeah. Because it's just a matter of some people just can't be asked. Reading. Well, we've oh, all got different preferences, they're haven't they're we? Playing while they're making a cup of tea.
0: Yeah. Well, like while, while, they're, while they're jobbing, doing something else, that's usually our the podcast gets listened to. And I know quite a few people listen to it whether they're doing the ironing or gardening or something like that or yeah. walking a dog. Yeah. It's a yeah. way to different way to consume content and we've all got our preferences
2: yep yep so with regards to video i mean i started off creating them in canva so you don't need to you know you can do them on your phone obviously people have got smartphones and and you have the camera option and you do videos on them um and to create videos out of static images you can use things like canva
0: or like slideshow turning that into a video Yeah? yeah
2: Yeah, so if if, if you've got lots of things, and that's one way of starting if you've never done a video before, um, if you've got lots of static images. Say, for example, if I wanted to show my audience the type of imagery that I create for my customer socials, you know, nobody ever sees that because I don't talk about the customers that I work with. They know that I'm a customer, um, a social media manager, but they don't see the images that I create for people. They only see what I create for myself. Mm -hmm. So sometimes every now and again, I do the ones that I've created that, you know, um, I've been given a bit more, um, you know, creative freedom with. And I just do a video by showing them one after another. So that's another way of doing a video, but you can do lives on your socials um, where you're just talking. Uh, or you know, do a Q and A. There's lots of ways, isn't there?
0: Behind GIF. the scenes, how something's done. Animations. Yeah. They're another good way if you don't want to have your face on camera. Or you could even have a video, a screen record video, and Loom's one of the tools you can use for that. Screen record video of a presentation. So you're the voiceover behind the screen, as if you were doing a PowerPoint presentation or something like that in front of a live audience although they can see the the video of it. They're just hearing your voice talking through slides or something like that. That's another way you can use it. But video content has got to be one of your key ingredients of your own marketing. Yeah, Videos are just the most consumed type of content out there. The world of sales, marketing, business development, everything like people learning how to do things, people searching for things. Everybody is using video or people yeah. are using video. And if you're not, then you're missing a trick that's one of the, it's quite easy to fix, really.
2: Yeah, yeah. And the um, thing is, you just need to practice um, talking and being on camera. But you don't have to do it where you're on all the time. I've created some, I've been on TikTok now about four months, um, and I've got a list of video types that I can create if I either look like crap or, <laughs> a feel, or a feel, I don't really feel like being in front of the camera. There are ways that you can do certain videos where it's either just your hands, you're doing a screen record, of showing somebody how to do something on LinkedIn on your phone and you're just talking, you're using like a green screen. There's lots of different ways you can do things when your energy is low.
0: So uh, one of the ones I see most is somebody's doing a, like a tour of a hotel or a room or a house. <laughs> you walk in the camera's, facing outwards and it's filming the way that you're walking and talking and something like that. Yep. So if your yep. business is something to do with properties or yep. a shop or you're walking around something or you've done a uh you've renovated a house or a kitchen or a room in a house if that's your kind of business then you could do these walkthroughs. Yeah. There'd be and a really good videos to help you.
2: And the other way, if you're feeling like you don't want to be on camera, is to ask your customers and get reviews. So that's another good way. And then your customers are then your salespeople. You know, people prefer to see a review and hear it than to read it. Anybody can copy text on an image saying how great, you know, I could create loads of ones saying how great I am from spoof customers um, over a different image. But to get people in front of the camera saying it, you know, um, is, is more believable. No it's about
0: uh, authenticity, doesn't it? and it gives variety so then people aren't seeing you all the time. Exactly which can only be a good thing. Introduction <laughs> videos as well are really good so you can introduce people to you yourself or your you your business or product or service. I have one on my website at the minute that introduces my sort of branding project work but in the next couple of weeks I will be recording some new videos where I've, I've paid somebody to come and do some proper videos basically it's not just me talking to my phone um to explain my retain service where I'm the marketing director for currently five businesses got yep. capacity for more want to work with more so it will introduce me in that role yep. and yep. how that service can work for different people yeah lots will be a few Bite-sized versions of that video. So if you have a long format video done, which is something three minutes or above, kind of, you yeah. can chop it up into little bite-sized videos. You can then use it on social media, organic posts, or even adverts.
2: Yeah, and one good thing for people if they have Zoom, but they don't want to be holding a camera and the hands shake, or the the they don't want to be holding it all the time. And a good way of starting doing live intro videos is record yourself on Zoom. So you just go on to a normal, organizer Zoom call as if you were inviting people to it. You're not. You're just on it on your own. You press record and you record it. And when you like, if you're going to do a three minute thing, you just stop or just stop talking and then start talking about something else or have a bit of a break where you might stop recording and then start again. Um, And then they break it up for you. It's all broken into little snippets um and that's another way of having you know you can always add the logo that bounces in on software later on you know you could add that into canva um but there's lots of little ways of doing it you don't need specialist equipment or a decent phone if you've got zoom you can do it on that as well um but if you are on tiktok um and you want to use tiktok for mm-hmm. the captions and um overlaying funny stickers and things Um, there is a thing that you can do by exporting your video. You can save it and run it through something called SnapTick, which is some software which removes the TikTok um, watermark. Watermark. So you can use TikTok just purely for editing purposes and adding captions and doing all the really great stuff and then run it through SnapTick, and it'll take the watermark off. So if you don't want anybody to follow you on like LinkedIn on TikTok because your audience is different and you're dancing and you're messing around on TikTok and you don't want your audience on LinkedIn to see it, you can do all of those things on TikTok, but create the video so only you can see it, and then export it into SnapTik so nobody else can see it on TikTok. But then you've got a video then with all the right you know um, effects on it. Thank you to TikTok and not paying anything for it, and it takes the watermark off.
0: Amazing, and that's definitely a TikTok top tip. <laughs> that, was, that, that was that hard work getting that one that out. Was easy for you to say. Oh, I, going to say, I don't think I could do it very quickly, but yeah, I think the tools like that. So Instagram, when you, when you, if you're filming reels and things like that, Instagram gives you some different tools as well that you can use in the app to create videos. Yeah. So does TikTok. I know I want to, I'm just kind of dabbling with TikTok, really. Something that's going to come into the 2023 strategy um, is using more TikTok and short form videos, as well as my longer form ones. Yep. And the, Different tools you've got in the yeah. app. I know with TikTok you can tell it what time length you're expecting to record that video for. I'm not yeah. sure if you can do that on Instagram or not, but there. Check out the different apps. I know it's kind of be another one of those social media channels, but you don't have to use it as the channel to market. But you could use it as a tool to create.
2: Yeah, and if you if you have a TikTok account and you're watching everybody else's and you see an effect, they think, "Wow, that's clever." The bottom left hand screen of their video will tell you what effect they've used on the video so you know it, it's not all secret how how's that being created what's that green screen or what's that certain effect that somebody's used it'll say because it's wanting to promote that special effect for other people to use
0: like that what was it that that anim, that animated uh, sort of artwork that um, on their 1980 blah, 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 video Yep. Yeah. um it was a dancing skeleton as well i think i saw around halloween last year <laughs> I want like, really where do people come up with all these things from but yeah. sometimes they might be useful for you to explain something or demonstrate something that you do as business could yeah. be just fun side being a bit yeah. colorful, or yeah. it might be something you can help with your messaging yeah yeah video is definitely definitely something that should be a prime tool that you incorporate into your marketing for your business
2: yeah It's definitely good for showing the human side, which is what I go on about all the time and personality, you know, video, you know, even if you like, I use TikTok for other things. I don't really share about TikTok stuff on LinkedIn. It's a different audience to me. um, And I'm just playing around with it until I get more serious on it. Then I'll start sharing, but you could have two different completely audiences on,
0: on different platforms and you can show more personality on some. It's about right. Right knowing your customer, isn't it? Knowing your yeah. customer and knowing your audience. So if you know where your customers are, where do they hang out?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. What are their expectations? So if you've got a really sort of professional services type business, yeah might not be expected that you do have a fun side of course you have you're a person you're a human being you've got a personality but you might keep that away from somewhere like linkedin and you might show that side of you on something like tiktok or instagram reels or something like that so you get to show the different sides of who you are that make up you as a person
2: yeah and knowing that what you what are you are going to be filming and recording on really helps you to know how quick you need to be at the beginning. So TikTok, you've got two seconds before somebody flicks you up, if you know what I mean. So you've got to start with a hook really quickly. Otherwise, and if you're talking slowly, they're not interested. And you can speed up your voice as well on TikTok. So if you talk slowly, generally, like this speed, you'd need to times two your 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 video so you're quick enough for somebody to think, oh, this is going to be a quick video and I'll stick with oh, it. Oh, like your,
0: your post-editing tools in TikTok can help you speak yep. your speech. Yep. Or, right? Fantastic.
2: Yeah, because yep. the main, main game on that platform is for your audience to watch a video all the way to the end. So yeah. do more shorter ones, 30 seconds. So people will definitely, you know, if you're going to do a two-minute one, chances yeah. are not everybody's going to watch it to the end. Um, but a third, second one, if you're talking quick or you're being funny or you're doing something that intrigues, you know, movement that they're going to think you're going to move on to something else, they'll keep watching it. It's amazing it, to that, think
0: you watched. But they're a different th- thing in, on LinkedIn altogether. So, you know, the video rabbit holes you can go down on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and things like that are unreal. Mm. Like watching somebody cut a piece of wood on a lathe or icing a cake or. Oh,
2: you know, I love watching people having their hair cut. I could lose. I could lose a whole day
0: just watching people having their hair cut and coloured. What? A f- <laughs> but the rabbit hole aside, they are really good tools for helping you market your business. What you do, like Lisa often talks about the uh, the what went well, so, so what went well today or this week. Well, if you did a little grab a few seconds video between your meetings of what you're doing and where you're going and what you're doing, you can knit all those together. And it's kind of a like a diary sort of dialogue yeah. of your day and what you've been doing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Something that together. people are
0: interested in because they want to know how you work, what you do, who else you're seeing, and what you're doing. Yeah, and, and if you do, we're all nosy, aren't we? We like to know what people are doing or how they do something.
2: Yeah, and if you do want to piece together videos, like what Claire's just said, then CapCut, another free app, is brilliant because you can just add them all together and just drop one in after another. Um, and transition them with like fades in and out on, or whatever you want to call them but yeah that's another free app so that's another good one to use and if you're unsure how to use them just go to youtube and just put SnapTic or cap cut and just watch people using them just to get an idea
0: or message you because you use them
2: yeah yeah or message me and i'll uh try and work it out <laughs> yes. um yeah i mean there's new stuff all
0: the time on them it's just uh Finding your way with them every time. I go well if you if you're worried about starting about three four years ago nearly I started doing the videos on my personal Facebook. I did a video story every day walking the dog. So I was just rabbiting to myself while I was walking the dog in the park. And for nine days of me doing that video, my business Facebook page grew by over a hundred likes. Go figure. Yeah. That's from my personal Facebook business page benefits from it. So just walking and talking and getting over the fact that people are going to walk past you, looking at you gone out. But it's more common these days that people walk around with a phone in the hand. They're either taking a photo or something, they're on a video call or they're doing something. So just try something where you're going to test it out till you get comfortable doing it. Like Lisa said, if you do it on TikTok, you can save it so only you can see it. It's like saving a draft email and not sending it. Yeah. So if you're looking to get into video marketing, drop us a comment and if we can share any tips and knowledge. This is not either of our professional areas of skill, but we do use it as a tool so we can give you some down to earth practical advice on the things that we've done and tools we use and what we've learned. and if you're looking for some professional video help we've also got people that we use and work with and we can connect you to them so if you're looking to get an intro video like the one I mentioned done I can definitely put you in touch with the person that's doing that for me so as always like and share if you think it's been useful drop us a comment below we'd love to know what you think about it and we will catch you in the next episode Well, see you soon bye